Hey, welcome back to another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed, coming live from the Women in HVACR event down in lovely, lovely Phoenix, Arizona. And today we had on Kelly Presgrave. She's the CEO of Work With Your Hands, and it's a recruiting company that focuses on recruiting with residential and commercial services. Today's episode, I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, we always hear all the time how tough it is to find great top level talent, how to attract them into your business. How do you get people to stay? It's a common recurring theme that we always hear. And we dove into that. The other thing is that topic, right? What are you seeing between businesses that can't find techs to recruit and those that can? Great topic. You're going to be sure to want to know that part. The other part of it, I mean, it's actually one really thing that really separates the others. And we talked about that in today's episode as well. We also talked about some crazy stories that they have from recruitment and what is involved in going through the whole world. It's it's actually fascinating. It's funny stuff when you hear it. And also there's a concept that she talked on called a stay interview. And you're going to want to tune into that part as well, because I thought it was a great thing. It's really flipping the script on what we actually know is possible and available within an interview, right? And it's just a way to just different reframe it and put it into your business today. Be sure to tune in. You're going to enjoy it. It's great. So grab your drink, buckle up and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed with Thaddeus and Evan. Of course, I'm Thaddeus and Evan has already left the building. He has departed and we are coming at you live from the Women in HVAC conference down in Phoenix. We are joined here today by Kelly Rollett Pressgrave. Yes. <laughs> All right. She is the CEO and co-founder of Work With Your Hands. They are a skilled recruitment for the skilled recruitment for skilled trades. I'm getting tired. By the end of it, of course, our show, we have good conversations with good people. Any good conversation worth having is worth having drunk, but in this case, hungover. You guys do all things recruiting within the residential services space for HVAC contractors. So walk us through a little bit about what you guys do. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Work With Your Hands is a recruiting company and we do direct hire. We work with clients nationwide. We have about 35 different clients we're working with right now help finding them the HVAC technicians, installers, whatever they need. We also find dispatch, any kind of office roles. We can find management and we love it. So we are, our passion is working with companies that really want to grow and we find in the technicians that they need or office staff that they need, leadership roles, whatever they need. We love working with them and it's been really fun. Nice. And I know in chatting before we got on here that this wasn't your first choice of starting a business after staying with your kids, raising your family, you said, all right, time to get out and get into the workforce. I want to run a business and start one. You had a couple other ones. I did have a couple other ones. So my background is in finance. I went to George Mason University, studied finance, always wanted to be an entrepreneur and wound up getting sidetracked, stayed at home with kids for 17 years, which I do not regret at all. It was great to be home mm -hmm. with them. But once they got old enough to not need me anymore, I had a lot of different ideas. The first idea I had was not a great one. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. That one, we don't have to go into detail. I told you a little bit about it. But it's a little embarrassing. So we don't have to, we don't have to mention that one. And then the next one I had was an app I wanted to create. It was a music app that you could dedicate music to your friends and family. It was pre-streaming. So if when you used to have to buy music, no one, some people won't remember that, but you used to have to buy music. And so back when you had to buy it, then you could buy it for your friend and dedicate a song to them. This was on the cusp of right around the time when streaming was just poking its head out there. The app was going to be really capital intensive and it died pretty quickly, that whole endeavor. But fast forward a couple of years from there and my co-owner, who is a good friend of mine, we both have husbands in the trade 
and in the trades. My husband owns a residential service company in Virginia. We were at a an event with them in California in Huntington Beach, and everyone was at the lab, which they call the lab, the bar. So we're mm-hmm. always at the bar, and everyone there is talking about, man, I could just grow my company if only I could find the technicians. Right. And they're just not enough out there. It was just, it was the talk of the entire show. So when we were there, we thought about it and we're like, hey, let's start our own recruiting company and started brainstorming ideas at that show. When we hit the ground from landing, literally a week later, I incorporated, started an LLC. We were thinking about names and got the website up and running. That was my favorite part was really starting the business, thinking about our core values. What are we going to be? What value are we going to add? How are we going to get this thing started? That was super fun. And that's where it's been really fun the whole time. But building the business was something that I really enjoy. No, it's phenomenal. And a great story to be able to, you had two other things before you came onto this one. And I remember that time that was Apple. Like you saw iTunes and it was like 99 cents for a song. And if there was like 12 songs, it wouldn't cost you $12 to download the album. They give you a deal at like five or $6 or whatever it was. And I actually have a few that I still bought. I have an iPad uh, and it's used to love songs on here. I'm like, okay, I just pay Spotify now. And because we have the family plan and everybody uses it, it's maxed out with like my parents and my outlaws. Yeah. In-laws. That's okay. I tell them that too. The outlaws, not the in-laws. One question I have, when it comes to recruiting, and you sparked it when you said everybody has a tough time finding top-level talent, there's also businesses that say they never have a tough time. Maybe they're just putting on a facade, but they always seem to be able to find talent and it hasn't hindered their growth. What are you seeing in a difference of those companies versus the companies that are saying, I can never find people? Personally, I think we don't see a lot of those people, but they do come, we do come across them. And when I'm talking to somebody who's, yeah, I don't really have a problem with finding technicians. So they may have a problem with some other level of talent, but not technicians. In that, I feel like that they have really grown their culture and they have loyal employees. They've treated their employees correctly. They have recognized the contribution that they make. They've fostered training. They have have a robust referral system. They take care of their guys. Their leadership takes care of their guys, whether you know, they can be on a personal level. They know their employees. They know them really well. They know if they're struggling with something and they offer to help. So if they're having a car issue, for instance, they may just fix their car for them. So they don't have to go out of their way and do these things, but those are the kind of things that resonate with people and technicians tell their friends. It's a small world when you get down to it, if it's technicians know other techs and it's not just them talking at the supply houses, they're friends. So word spreads quickly. Who's going to take care of you? Who's going to recognize what you're doing? People want to be recognized for their hard work. They want to, they might not be the company owner. They may never want a management role, but they still want to they want to be seen. They, and it's a little bit of an ego sometimes, but those companies that do that well, they retain the employees and employees talk and they don't have any problems. 100%. Everything what you said, it's echoed quite a bit with those guys that have no issues fighting that top level talent. And looking at that, I guess when you come into a business and you're like, okay, I'm going to help you with your recruiting and finding anybody in the business, it doesn't matter what role, you're going to help them out. If you recognize they don't have a strong culture, are there extra I guess what do you do what's the approach because there are a lot of businesses out there I know that I need to have a culture but I don't really know what to do or I know that I need to have core values but I don't really know what to write them out on is there some sort of a process that somebody can go through to be able to help get that dialed in we try it's only if they're receptive or they ask so we can go and try and facilitate that conversation if you will but 
they don't seem like they're going to be receptive, then there's not a whole lot that we can do about it. But most of the time, our clients have core values. Do they higher towards them. Maybe that's where, you know, when they come on board with us, we go through a calibration call, we find out what their core values are and if they want to hire to them. So if they're hiring towards them, then that's something that we're vetting and we're along with soft skills and their technical capabilities, if their compensation works, whatever the case may be, we're adding those core values. Hey, X, Y, and Z, has a core value of no jerks. Tell me how you're not a jerk. Tell me something that you did in the workplace to exemplify that core value. So that's just one example. But most companies have, they recognize that if they want to grow and not just maintain, but if they want to grow, they better have some good core values and they really need to have a good defined culture. No, I agree to that. Dale, you mentioned the word higher to core values and going through that process and making sure that they align with that. Super important piece. I think a lot of companies miss the mark on that because here's what you like in, and I'm glad that you phrased the question. Obviously I come from a recruiting background too, and some of the stuff that I've done in some of my other jobs. And when you ask the question specifically to the core values, yeah, you know what, you might get a little bit of of a misguided answer because of course somebody's going to answer yeah that's part of what it is if you like rank your honesty and transparency on a scale of one to ten on how you actually relate to that right they're going to say eight nine or ten right but what that allows you to then do is well and let's say a performance improvement plan or a quarterly review or you have an issue with this particular employee you can go back to these notes and be like well actually you on this core value let's use honesty and transparency or no jerks right yeah. although the the guys that are recording the room with me okay. they're the HVAC <laughs> jerks and so they're a bunch of jerks they're actually not here right now but that'd be funny if they were uh but they let's say no jerks and you rated that on as a 10 if you're using a scale of one to 10 there's many different ways to, to answer the question when you ask that but now you can actually use that in those reviews to say hey you know what i know in your interview process you actually rated it as this but you're not quite showing up that way was it actually a way or is it actually something that is true to you or are you just answering that to go through an interview process but then it allows you to hire or fire against your core values too if somebody's not in alignment with it which is a piece that i think a lot of people miss for sure yeah and you can also sometimes we frame it just what are your core values as a technician and then you depending on what they say that can tell you a lot about a person if they've ever even thought about it before so there's a lot that can be inferred when you talk about core values and get that, whether it's aligning to the companies or what are their own personal core values, what do they find important? No, I get asking what they, the individual side of things yeah. too, which is powerful. So what would you say is your favorite interview question? It's so generic, but I love what you're looking for a new job. What do you want out of your new job? So that allows us, if they're leaving their job because the schedule was terrible, then we can tell them what our client's schedule is and go ahead and have that conversation. If it's pay, if it's they didn't feel recognized, if it's whatever the case may be, it tells a lot about a person. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in your next job? important to you. If it's benefits, I need insurance, my wife's company or my husband's, whatever the case may be, and we need insurance. You can go ahead and just have that conversation straight off the bat. And right, is it going to be a good fit or is it not going to be a good fit? Powerful piece because now you understand what they're looking for and what they want yes. in their position. Yep. Conversely, what is the worst interview question for somebody to ask? Oh, mercy. I'm going to throw some <laughs> tough ones at you. The worst one, not really a huge fan of what are you good at or what are you bad at? I like mm. to phrase it as what do you want to learn? Right. What are you really, maybe what are you good at, but what are you still not great at? So mm. if they're humble and what do you still want to learn? Even if you've been a technician for 20 years, there's something that you can learn. So drilling down on that, but 
probably have, I don't know. That's a tough one. A one that I hate. I don't know. <laughs> What's your driving record? How did you right? have a clean driving record? <laughs> Is that one, or are you okay with the background check and a drug screen? That one we have to ask every time and you hope that people are honest. But Yeah. Can the drug screen be 30 days from now? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there's nothing on my record. And then you're like, find out 30 days, find out two weeks later, not even right? that they are a felon or literally we had someone who called us back from jail. Like they were literally in jail. I'm like, you're using your phone call to call us. But so people have, they just don't think sometimes. <laughs> no, it takes all sorts of people. <laughs> the right? stories we could share. That's one of the most craziest stories. Do you have any other crazy stories that you think you might oh, share that come gosh. to mind? I know I was putting on the spot. It's we tough. have some people that if they get fired, they will call us. And if they're drunk, they'll leave messages there. It's just, it's terrible. We've got our recruiters are hit on sometimes. There's no shame. Wow. But um, internally, we share some of that. And so we all get a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all you can really do. So um, pivoting here, anyway, we got about five minutes left. You came to the Women HVACR event. And I asked you this before. Did you know anybody here? And you're like, not really. Like maybe like two or three people before you even came. What's it like coming to an event where you're like, I'm just going to go. I'm a woman in the trade and I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of other women in the women in the trade. What was it like? It put me outside my comfort zone yeah. because I'm not an extrovert by nature. I wouldn't say I'm an introvert either, but... It's not really something that I'm super good at, but I like going outside my comfort zone. I right. think it's for me personally, I try and do that one something every now and then that'll put me outside there in something that'll challenge me. So I'd like to be challenged, but I didn't know a lot of people. I met a lot of good, I met a lot of great people, met some really good connections and it was a really inspiring event. So some really good speakers taking away a lot of things that we're going to, whether it's like a gratitude strategy for our company internally or stay interviews instead of doing an exit interview, do a stay interview. So those kind of things that, that I can take away and work on in on my own business and also share with clients. But there was a lot of good content and a lot of really passionate people. So it's that was, I expected that, but it really blew me away. Even my expect, even my, my expectations were high on that end. I was pleasantly surprised that I was, it was a great event. No, for sure. Stay interview. You mentioned that versus yeah. the next interview. What's that? So that is where you take the pulse of your current employees and don't wait for them to exit. Go ahead and give them an interview to say, what are you liking? Mm -hmm. What can we do better? And you really are silent. You take in all the information and you just let them verbalize. Even if it's something that you normally would say, you may have an excuse, you may have something to say. You don't say anything. You just take all of it in and listen to your employees and give them a platform to be able to voice what they like about your company or maybe something that you could do better. So that's something we'll be using for sure. No, I love that concept. You think about how can you change your business or how can you innovate or how can you adapt? How can you tweak your employees can be your greatest asset within your organization to be able to come up with ideas. Google X Labs, I've referenced it numerous times on our podcast that they have a celebration party when an idea or a project gets killed and like taken off, right? And they're right. no longer doing it. And somebody asks, why do you have a celebration party? Like, we want more ideas. Out of 100 ideas that come up, they might only have 
the 90 ideas are shit. They're garbage. They're never going to see the light of day. They're going to execute on 10 of them, and two of them are actually going to live. But you wouldn't have gotten those two ideas if you didn't ask for the other 98 in the first place. And I think the stay interview concept is something that you can put into the business to be able to extrapolate that information. So Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. Dana and I, my business partner, we didn't come from a recruiting background. She came from social work. I came from finance prior to being a stay-at-home mom, but I was a financial analyst. We appreciate our employees that can bring ideas to us. We have a That's what's going to make us better. Yeah. Our recruiters are all very seasoned and very professional, and we love getting ideas from them. Love that. As we come to a close, I got one final question here for you, and that is what is one question that you wish people would ask you more but don't? I don't know. That's a really good one. Maybe what are we passionate about right. as a company? And I can tell you that we are really passionate about helping our clients grow. I get really excited when I see, when I talk to someone who really wants to grow and who has a plan for it and has gone to a business planning workshop and they know exactly what they're looking for and how we can help them ramp up. So if they know they need, they're ramping up for HVAC season, they know they need three installers, three helpers, and four maintenance techs right away. Or they are going to need this many, two in January, three in February, whatever the case may be. When we have that information and we can really work with them to grow, we get really passionate about that. Phenomenal stuff. Phenomenal stuff. And it speaks volumes when you have that passion and you can have that connection and you can have the communication and you can see the end result of the work that you're doing. Kelly, thank you for taking the time to chat. Uh, I'm glad that Leslie <laughs> introduced us to yeah. said, she just basically said, Hey, have Kelly on your show. And I'm like, done. Uh, awesome. So Leslie's a phenomenal person. Yeah. Not only human being, her and Brent are doing amazing things. And of course, I'm looking forward to getting to see you guys and know you guys more within the space too and continue to help people find top level talent. Thank you, Thaddeus. Awesome. It was fun. Thank you. And until next time, guys. Cheers. Uh, next time we drink. Right. Next time we'll have a drink. So we won't <laughs> yeah. be all hungover. So, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Take care. That's a wrap on another episode of HVAC Success Secrets Revealed. Before you go, two quick things. First off, join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash HVAC Revealed. The other thing, if you took one tiny bit of information out of this show, no matter how big, no matter how small, all we ask is for you to introduce this to one person in your contacts list. That's it. That's all. One person. So they too can unleash the ultimate HVAC business. Until next time, cheers.